the EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by mybookie.ag. Use a promo code SGP for up to $1,000 deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by our Sports Gambling Podcast Network and ATC Football Tournament. We're teaming up with all things comedy to run back the 2019 NFL playoffs via Madden Sims and give away $10,000 in my bookie credits. The tournament starts on the 3rd of July, and all you have to do is go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC for all the info. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by Cushy Dreams. Cushy Dreams is a new company with a full lineup of premium smokable CBD now shipping legally to all 50 states and if you use the promo code SGP you'll get 15% off that's cushy k-u-s-h-y dreams.com and the promo code S-G-P You are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at SGP EPL, where I am still giving out free money. We're giving out free money on this podcast. We have done for years. And we are giving out free money on my at SGP EPL Twitter a record at the moment of 12, 1, and 2 from my last 15 free plays. But on Sunday, I did not get those likes and those retweets and those iTunes reviews that I needed in order to give you a free play on Sunday. And there wasn't a free play on Monday either. If I don't get those likes, retweets, and iTunes reviews, then I will not be giving out the free plays. And if it continues, I won't be giving out the locks here on the show. I can do the locks. I can make predictions on the games. I can write my article at sportsgallonpodcast.com. But I don't owe you guys a lock. I've given out 50 locks this season. We are 36 and 14. Landed a lock on the last show. Not asking you to sign up at lockbetting.com, my website, but it would be good if you did because you'd make money. We've made three grand on the last three, over three grand on the last two PLs. You can go and check them out. They're available at lockbetting.com now. Go and have a look at the PLs. I'll pin the PL to the top of the page. June's PL will be the pinned post. You can go and have a look. I'm the most transparent capper out there, but I don't force anyone to sign up. I give out enough free plays here on my podcast and on my Twitter account. All I ask for is some likes, some retweets, some interactions, some iTunes reviews. It's starting to get a little bit frustrating when there's soccer cappers on Twitter who are getting 500 likes for their shitty plays when they can't touch me and they're calling themselves soccer experts and soccer cappers. And we even got guys, other guys that work on the SGP that are more established and their picks are nowhere near as profitable as mine. I'm talking about guys that write for the website, of course. And the reason why I'm saying this is because 
there's a real opportunity here for the podcast to grow. We are talking about doing more soccer content. We are talking about the potential of having a soccer feed. But without growth, there's there's no way that that's going to happen. If you guys do want the EPL show, along with a Bundesliga show, along with a Champions League show, and more content and an actual soccer feed, and we continue to churn out the free money for you guys, all we're looking for here is interaction. It costs nothing to like or comment or retweet or to do an iTunes review. The numbers that we have here listening do not correlate to the interactions that we're getting. And we're looking for some growth now. The EPL show has been winning money for you guys for the last four years. The lot record last year was 47 and 11. We're riding 36 and 14 this year. Nobody can touch me. Nobody is getting anywhere near that. I don't care if they work for the Sports Gambling Podcast. I don't care if there's some jabroni on Twitter who's claiming to be the best out there. Nobody, and I literally mean nobody, can touch me. Nobody comes close. I have 73 months of consecutive tracked profit on lockbetting.com. There are 73 months of spreadsheets there. You can go and have a look at them. Lockbetting.com, 73 months of growth. 73 months now here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network profit every single year i've been here since the 2014 world cup it is now time to move forward it is now time to get that recognition it is now time to get that notoriety it is now time to grow support the podcast to continue getting the picks for free itunes reviews likes retweets follows comments let's get them going here and when we start to do that, then we can move forward and look at making soccer a bigger feature here on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Anyway, rant over. Let's continue on with the show where last time out, we landed our lock once again. So 36 and 14 for the year, for the season so far. And we look to land another one today to go 37 and 14. We start with Chelsea's trip to Crystal Palace, a London derby where Chelsea are the 8-15 to favourites to win this one. It's 6-1 to on Palace and it's 10-3 to on the draw. For me, this is a real simple one to start with. I'm not going to waste too much time on it. Chelsea will win this game and continue moving towards Champions League football next season. I like Chelsea even better away than I do at home. Third best away record in the Premier League this season. Crystal Palace have nothing to play for. Chelsea have the better players here. Home advantage means nothing in these behind-closed-doors games. It's pretty much a leveller, and therefore, on any kind of neutral field, Chelsea play play Crystal Palace off the park especially when you look at the incentives of both teams this is a win here for Chelsea and I like the price at 8 to 15 the second game we're going to look at here also happening at six o'clock tomorrow is Watford versus Norwich this game is very very important for both teams but Norwich are already down so I would say it's more important for Watford because this is the one winnable game that I think they've got left this season and they are at the price of four to six which I think is value on Watford given how Norwich have played since they returned from the lockdown period 11 to four the draw and 17 to four on Norwich 
I wouldn't look past Watford here. I think this is the one game that they can win. I think if they don't win this, then Aston Villa are going to end up staying up above Norwich because I do think there is a winnable game or two in Villa's running. I cannot say the same for Bournemouth. Norwich, of course, I think are already down. I do think it's between those four teams. Three of those four are going to go down. Only one of Bournemouth, Norwich... Watford or Aston Villa are going to survive and it's going to be Watford they have to win this game also like the under here if you're looking for an additional play cannot see these two teams putting three goals together and the under here is good value as well at 10 to 11 maybe putting out a couple of plays from this game tomorrow it looks like a very boring game looks like an obs an obscure game that you have no interest in unless you're a Watford supporter but we may have an interest in it check out lockbetting.com for any plays that we may put out for this game but I certainly do like Watford to win this if they don't then I certainly like Aston Villa to stay in the Premier League next season moving on to the later games the main game tomorrow game of the week is Arsenal versus Leicester where Arsenal are the five to four favorites to win this it's five to two to draw and it's two to one on Leicester this is the Leicester running I was talking about. They have to go to Arsenal, they have to go to Tottenham, and they face Manchester United on the final day. The run-ins of Chelsea and Man U look a lot easier, and they'll both be hoping that Arsenal can do them a favour here. I think they will, but I'm not necessarily sure that Arsenal can get the win. If I took Arsenal here, I'd take him as a pick at 4-6, to six, as opposed to taking him on the money line. I do like the draw here at 5-2. to two. I also like the under here because I don't think that this game is going to be as wide open as a lot of people are anticipating. I think both teams to score could, could possibly cash if they play out a one-all draw. But I don't think that we're going to see three goals in this game. I think these two teams have the personnel to cancel each other out. When you look at Leicester's main goal threat, it's a man that came to life in their last game against Crystal Palace, and that, of course, is Jamie Vardy. But Jamie Vardy playing against a very conservative back line. Everybody looks at Arsenal and they think they're going to leak goals, but Mikel Arteta has come in and has made that a priority. He's brought in a lot of young players as well, but he's building from the back, and we've seen a lot of under 2.5 goals in Arsenal games recently, and I think this could be another, because I think the three at the back will neutralize Jamie Vardy he won't be able to do what he does best which is run in behind the defenses because with three men there there's always going to be defensive cover so if goals do come it's going to be through the creativity from the likes of Madison etc and obviously that that doesn't mean Vardy can't score because they could always win a penalty. They could always be a, a rebound off the keeper or a ball that doesn't get cleared in the box. But I don't think Jamie Vardy is going to score the Jamie Vardy goal where the ball gets over the top and Arsenal hit on the counter-attack because three at the back stops you from countering, stops you from being countered. And that's going to really neutralise Jamie Vardy tomorrow. And I do think the goal threat is going to come from other places. It doesn't mean, as I said, that Leicester won't score at all or Vardy won't score at all. It just, just means that they won't score through that method. They could score through free kick set pieces they could score from other other avenues on the pitch as for Arsenal they themselves haven't been as free scoring as they've been during previous periods in the Premier League however they do have a distinct advantage in this game because Leicester's right hand side looks particularly weak without Pereira there they've had Justin covering that position which means that he'll be coming up most likely against Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang tomorrow a player who enjoys playing at the Emirates a striker scored five times in his last four matches while 
six of his last Premier League goals have come at the Emirates. So I expect him to exploit that weakness tomorrow. And I do think that he'll find the back of the net. I think Arsenal, as I said, are a good shout here as a pick, but I'm just against Leicester winning this game. I think it will be low scoring as well. We've talked about the poor form that Leicester have been in since the since the start of the year, since 2020. Even though we took Leicester at the weekend, Leicester have won just two of their last nine Premier League games. Arsenal have actually won five of their seven home games under Mikel Arteta. The Gunners have won their last nine home meetings against Leicester. Arsenal come into this on a four-game winning streak. And during that time, they've only conceded one goal. So they've kept three clean sheets in the last four, all three of those coming in the Premier League. The only goal they conceded was in the Cup against Sheffield United. And six of Arsenal's last seven victories have come with a clean sheet. So as I said, this team are massively improved at the back against a Leicester team who've struggled to score until the weekend. I like Arsenal as a pick. I like the under here as well. Moving on to Wednesday's games, and we start with Manchester City versus Newcastle, where Man City coming off a loss to Southampton are at one to six. It's seven to one the draw, and it's sixteen to one on Newcastle. We've seen a bit more free-flowing football from Newcastle. They weren't interested, really, in shutting out West Ham. They turned that game into an attacking game, which means we'll probably be sitting off Newcastle unders moving forward. If they try and come and play at Man City, they're going to get massacred on Wednesday. We already saw them lose 2-0 in the FA Cup where they were trying to contain Manchester City for large periods of the game. We actually hit a 2-1, a plus 200 play on the under in that one. But I think it's going to be a very, very different game tomorrow. Coming out of the lockdown period, Newcastle knew they were safe. And in every game other than that FA Cup game, they've tried to play a more attacking style of football with Steve Bruce probably trying to impress the new owners to show that he's not this boring negative manager. Newcastle have been successful at that to a large extent, including getting a 4-1 win at Bournemouth. But I think if they try and play that brand of football on Wednesday, they're going to absolutely stuffed because Man City are the best at that. I like Man City minus two at 11 to 10. I think Man City win this game comfortably. I do think Newcastle will score because Man City are weak at the back and Newcastle are trying to play this more expansive brand of football. But I think Man City score three or four here as the back four is expensive exposed with these with these gaps and this lack of protection from the midfield as they try and get forward and Man City just run out comfortable 4-5-1 winners here in this one and easily cover the minus two or even the minus 2.5 Asian handicap line if you're feeling a little bit more brave the minus two pushes if they only win by two goals that's at 11 to 10 or you can take the Asian handicap minus 2.5 at 13 to 10 and win a little bit more. I'd prefer to play it safe. I'd like that push at the two goals, but I'm confident that Man City win this by three or four just because I know there's no reason for Newcastle to come to City tomorrow and park the bus. And I think City will get a comfortable victory here, especially coming off that loss at Southampton and because Man City are far, far better at home than they are away from home. Up next, we've got Sheffield United versus Wolves, where Sheffield United are three to one underdogs here. It's two to one on the draw, which is quite short, and it's six to five here on Wolves. Wolves had a bad result against Arsenal, and that pretty much looks like their Champions League hopes could be done. I did think they had a chance of catching Leicester. They still could do because 
Leicester aren't the most reliable team. Yes, they did get that home win against Crystal Palace. And yes, they have a very winnable game away to Bournemouth. But their other three games are very difficult. So there still could be a chance of Wolves catching up with Leicester if Leicester go on to lose those games to Arsenal, to Tottenham, and of course to Manchester United on the final day of the season, which will be critical if Manchester United still need something from that game. But Wolves have got a faint, faint chance still. So with that in mind, they should still go all out to try and win this game against Sheffield United. The problem always with Wolves is is that they don't have much of a squad they always tend to play the same first 11 they don't rotate too much they only have really about 15 decent players to choose from so i think sheffield united actually represents some value here on the double chance market available at four to six and there's also some value here as well on the under because the Wolves games so far since the lockdown period haven't produced many goals either. And um, Sheffield United are coming off the back of a draw at Burnley and their last home game saw them beat Tottenham by three goals to one. Sheffield United actually only lost two of their last 12 Premier League home games. The two teams drew earlier this season at Wolves 1-1. Wolves have actually drawn more games than any other club this season bar Arsenal, who they played last time out. They've got 13 draws already. And Sheffield United are a low-scoring team. They only average one goal per 90 minutes this season. So that adds more weight to the under. And of course, every single Wolves game coming out of the lockdown period has cashed the under as well. So I do like the under in this game. Under 2.5 goals, I think, would be the, the lean over Sheffield United on the double chance. The under is at four to seven, but Sheffield United on the double chance gives you more money back at four to six. And I think if I'm right about that and Wolves don't manage to win this game, then that well and truly will end their Champions League hopes because no matter what Leicester do, I don't think Wolves are going to catch them. And I am talking about Champions League going down to fifth because even though Man City are going to have their appeal in the court of arbitration, I don't think that they're going to succeed in, succeed in getting that turned around for next season, possibly the year after. I think they can eat into the two-year ban, but I don't think they're going to be able to do anything about next season. I think Man City will be out, and I think the Premier League is going to allow teams to qualify into Champions League position as low as fifth place, which would be good news for Leicester because I think that's where they're going to end up finishing. Before we move on with the show and break down Wednesday's final game, let me take a quick time out here to tell you that the guys from the SGP are back at it with another awesome sim tournament teaming up with all things comedy. They're running back the 2019 NFL playoffs and giving away $10,000 in my bookie credits. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC for all the info. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC. And of course, you can bet everything on the EPL show over at mybookie.ag. They've still got their amazing 50% sign-up offer. Use the promo code SGP to net yourself some extra cash on top of your deposit. So if you put in a thousand bucks, they'll spot you $500 to play with. So that's the promo code SGP when you make your first deposit. With mybookie, you bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid. Let me also take a second out here to talk about Cushy Dreams. Cushy Dreams is a new company with a full lineup of smokable CBD. They specialize in extraordinary CBD-rich hemp flour and pre-roll CBD joints. They now ship legally to all 50 states. So join a group of adults who are sick of vapes and gummies and want to smoke 
there's CBD. And at the moment, you can get 15% off by using our promo code SGP. So go to KUSHYDREAMS.com and use the promo code SGP. Let's move on with that Liverpool game at Brighton on Wednesday where Liverpool are the 4-6 favourites. It's 9-2 on Brighton and 16-5 on the draw. I think we'll see quite an open game here. We saw a Villa team that were desperate to try and contain Liverpool and trying to come away with their from with a point from Anfield. In the end, they got broken down. Liverpool didn't have the intensity. Again, they didn't have the intensity against Man City, but even with a lack of intensity, they were able to finally break through and beat Aston Villa. I think this is going to be a more open game, largely down to the fact that Brighton are safe. They got that win against the team everybody beats, which is Norwich. And I think Watford will do the same this weekend. So, uh, so, sorry, this week on Tuesday. This game week is what I meant to say. And um, I think here the open game certainly favours Liverpool. So I think Liverpool will be able to get their mojo back here and get themselves a comfortable win against Brighton. Although I do think alongside this win that we will see over 2.5 goals in this game. So Liverpool and the over is available at 6-5. to five. So you can take that instead of just taking Liverpool to win here at 4-6. to six. But there's actually value on Liverpool here winning at 4-6 to six as well because I do think they'll win this game. Because like the Newcastle-Man City game, when... You try and play football against a better team. The better team always wins, especially in these conditions where there is no home advantage. Normally, Brighton would have a much better chance with their own supporters there. It's not a nice place to go to, but I think all the pitches here are very, very nice pitches in the Premier League. So there's no real advantage from being on your home turf because they're all nice pitches. They're all professional footballers and Liverpool are a bunch of far better professional footballers than Brighton. And I do think with the pressure off Brighton here as well and the pressure off Liverpool, a football match will break out and Liverpool, like Man City against Newcastle, will end up winning that comfortably. So as I said, value on Liverpool here at 4-6. to six. Moving on to the games on Thursday, and we start with Tottenham's trip to Bournemouth, where Bournemouth are available at four to one. It's twenty-nine to ten to draw, and it's four to five on Tottenham. Tottenham got a scrappy win tonight against Everton, but here is an opportunity for Tottenham to rack up some goals. Bournemouth can't defend for some reason, even though Nathan Ake plays at the back for them, and he's supposed to be a forty-five million pound defender. I don't know why they're shipping so many goals. This does represent an opportunity for Harry Kane to bag some goals. It does represent an opportunity for Song to find his form. We saw an argument between Son and Loris. I think it's going to be worrying for Tottenham if they can't get back-to-back wins here, which I haven't done very often since Jose Mourinho took over. But this Bournemouth team look like they're in free-for-all. I can't see a win at all on the remainder of their schedule. I think they're going to end up finishing second bottom just above Norwich City in the table. And I do think it's going to come down to Watford and Aston Villa which is why Watford against Norwich is such a key game and um, I think it's going to come to a point where a lot of teams have done Bournemouth favours by not allowing Watford and Villa to pick up any points but I think that comes to an end during this game week during this match day 34 when Watford do pick up that win and do build somewhat of a gap and Bournemouth continue to lose as Tottenham win this game at the price of 4-5. to five. I can't give any reasoning here for why Bournemouth stopped the rot here they did play well against Man United so perhaps there is a chance that they may be able to to find something here and that's why 
I'm not going to be jumping on Tottenham as a lock on the show. So I do think there's better spots here. But overall, I just cannot see anything for Bournemouth. It looks really, really bleak for them at the moment. Probably the most irrelevant game on Thursday is the next one. It's Everton versus Southampton, where Everton are the even money favourites. It's five to two to draw, and it's thirteen to five on Southampton. Southampton have had a pretty good period since they've come out of lockdown. They've got that uh, big win against Man City on Sunday where they put up a really, really good defensive performance. Of course, they started with a 3-0 win against Norwich. The most disappointing performance has been that one at home to Arsenal. So here they have an opportunity to go and get something at Everton who looks very, very poor tonight. I don't think Carlo Ancelotti is going to allow that to stand. I think when Everton go back home, they are going to fix things. They haven't been too bad coming out of the lockdown period either. Got a big win at home to Leicester. Held Liverpool to a nil-nil draw and an opportunity to win that game. So they'll be very, very disappointed to lay the big egg that they laid tonight against Tottenham. I don't think it was a case of Tottenham all of a sudden being very good in defence because Everton didn't do anything throughout the entire game. It was really easy for Tottenham to keep a clean sheet. And the most disappointing thing was is that Tottenham didn't look like they had much on the other end of the pitch either. I certainly didn't have that game today down as an under and um, I think here Everton bounce back it's a perfect bounce back spot Everton played really really badly and Southampton played really really well and they come together on Thursday typical Premier League result it completely switches over Everton win the game Everton available at even money I think there's value there on them to bounce back here against Southampton who got their best possibly their best result of the season on Sunday beating Man City Finally, high stakes game here, both ends of the table. Aston Villa versus Manchester United, where Aston Villa are the 15 to 2 underdogs. It's 19 to 5 the draw, and it's 1 to 3 on Man United. The easy thing to do here would be to pile Man United in on all your parlays, but I do think it's going to be a more difficult game than many people are anticipating because we saw Aston Villa hold Liverpool for a long period of time on Sunday and I do think we could see something similar but once Man United do break through then I do think they'll go on and get maybe two or three goals but I think that would be better if you're looking at a handicap I think that would be better for you to wait for an in-play opportunity because obviously the longer it takes to break Aston Villa down the bigger the price will be I remember following the lines for the Liverpool Villa game on Sunday and when Liverpool scored the first goal, they were at six to five. So they were plus 120 to win the game. The handicap line was available at five to two minus 1.5. So that was a big, big bet. Ended up cashing late on. So... I don't want it to be as stressful as that if I'm taking Man United on the minus 1.5. But I think you're okay here waiting 20, 25 minutes because as fast as Man United tried to come out, Aston Villa are going to be the complete opposite. They're going to get loads of men behind the ball. They're going to have man markers out here on Martial, on, on Rashford and Greenwood they're going to have somebody doing a job in defensive midfield trying to contain Bruno Fernandes so he can't boss the game from midfield so I think they're going to set out to try and stop Man United which is a good strategy but I don't think Aston Villa have enough quality to maintain it for 90 minutes which is why Aston Villa are in a relegation dogfight and also largely down to the fact that they didn't have any defensive qualities prior to the lockdown period and they've come out here and been a much improved defensive team had they defended in the first half of the season as they have 
since they've come out of lockdown, then they probably might not be in this predicament. And it's surprising that they ship so many goals when you've got John Terry on your team and your management team. And this was a team that couldn't defend for large periods of the season. And of course, Tyrone Mings plays for these guys. A guy who came over from Bournemouth was a revelation in getting Aston Villa promoted. Has looked good during the start of this season, has managed to get himself into an England squad, but the pieces around him don't seem to be contributing to it. And Aston Villa have conceded a lot of sloppy goals. And I think no matter what happens here, I do think it's going to go down to the wire with Aston Villa and Watford. Because even if Watford do get the win against Norwich, I don't see any other wins for Watford. And if Aston Villa can pick up a couple of draws and maybe even a win, then they will give themselves a chance going into the final day of the season at West Ham, where West Ham are probably going to be safe by then, or I guarantee you they'll be safe by then. And Aston Villa will be desperate to win that game. So there is going to be at least a shot of Aston Villa winning. Their season won't be determined by what they do against an inform Man United and I know I've kept saying that since we've come out of the lockdown period and eventually teams have to get results from games but I do think Aston Villa will be able to afford another loss here and still be in the relegation fight in fact when Watford do win and Aston Villa lose this game you'll get yourselves an even bigger price on Aston Villa to stay up and I do think Aston Villa still have some fight in them as we saw against Liverpool and I think as we'll see here early on I think they'll be able to contain Man United I think you'll get value on Man United on the minus 1.5 rather taking it at the start of the game at even money wait a little bit try and get that at 6-4 to four plus 150 you can take Man United at the beginning to to win to nil which you can get at round about 6-4 to four. we can get the plus 150 on that now Man United to win to nil Man United to win with a clean sheet because I don't think Aston Villa they're going to carry much goal threat in this game we've not seen them carry much goal threat in any of their games really coming out of the lockdown period that has been their problem they've managed to keep a clean sheet in the first game against Sheffield United where they also had chances to win the game as well however since that game they went 1-0 up against Chelsea, contained Chelsea for an hour, and then in a three-minute period Chelsea scored two goals and ended up winning that game by two goals to one they then played against Newcastle and managed to pick up a point there. And the first goal in that game was scored in the 68th minute by Gale of Newcastle. That's when Villa were broken down. Villa did go on to equalise in that game. Against Wolves, the goal was scored in the 62nd minute in the second half. Wolves winning 1-0. They got the breakthrough for then Donker in the 62nd minute. And... Liverpool ended up winning 2-0. Mane with the first goal in the 71st minute. So Aston Villa haven't conceded a first half goal since coming out of the lockdown period. So it's clear that you can see that their tactics in all of those games have been to stop teams scoring and playing against them. And I expect more of the same here. And it wouldn't surprise me if we see another 0-0 first half here in an Aston Villa game. Of course, the Chelsea game was 1-0 to Aston Villa at half time. After this, Aston Villa do have those winnable games as I said the next game against Crystal Palace is a key one for me on Sunday because I do think they can win that game because Crystal Palace have absolutely nothing to play for they then go to Everton who we've seen can be very Jekyll and Hyde tonight a home game against Arsenal I think it's going to be tough and then on the final day of the season they play away to West Ham and I don't think West Ham will have anything to play for. Of course, Watford winning this weekend will make the gap four points, but I don't see another winnable game for Watford. So if Aston Villa can pick up 
a point or two in those three games, they will have a chance going into the final day. Of course, if Aston Villa can win against Crystal Palace and Watford do go on to lose all their games and lose on the final day, then Aston Villa can stay in the Premier League by just getting a point at West Ham on the final day as long as Watford continue to get his goal difference could usually get worse and Aston Villa don't do significant damage to that so this could get really really interesting even if Watford do win against Norwich before we close out with the lock on the show let me take a second out to tell you about ace per head if you've ever thought about starting your own sports book but don't know how, Ace is here to help you start that sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wages graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace offers a live betting and amazing mobile betting experience. Get started today. And Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Closing out with the lock dog parlay on the show. I'm going to use this opportunity to educate you guys on Asian goal lines because I get a lot of questions about the Asian markets, the Asian handicaps and the Asian goal lines. So I'm going to use this lock opportunity to do that. Isn't even necessarily my favorite play. I just want to use the opportunity to talk to you guys about this. If you want to get my best plays, then head over to lockbetting.com and get yourself a soccer package. But for the lock this week, I'm going to go for the under two and three quarters in the Watford versus Norwich City game. Now, I'm confident this goes under two and a half, which is available at 10 to 11. In fact, I've seen it at even money. But at four to five, minus 125, we're going to take the under two and three quarters. Now, what this means is under two and three quarters. First of all, let me explain to you what under two means. Under two means if it goes over two, then you lose the bet. If it's exactly two goals, it's a push. So the only way you win on under two is if there's no goals at all or if there's one goal. But if there's two goals, you get a push. If there's three goals, you lose your money. On under two and a quarter, you win half the bet. So instead of getting a push on two goals, you end up winning half of the bet. So under two is a push on two and a win on zero or one. And two and a quarter is half your winnings if it's two and obviously full winnings if it's zero or one. Under two and a half is straightforward. If it hits three, then you lose. If it hits zero, one or two, then you win. Our bet is two and three quarters. Now, this loses... If it hits three, but you get half of your stake back. So if one unit is $100, if it only gets to three goals, you end up getting $50 back. If it gets to two goals, you win. One goal, you win. And zero goals, you win as well. And if it gets to three goals, you get half your money back. If it goes to four goals, then you lose the entire bet. So for that reason, I'm doing this as the lock in order to help you guys out in understanding these Asian goal lines and these Asian handicap markets because I get the most questions about them. I'm actually doing a Q&A show over at lockbetting.com where I'm going to be answering a lot of 
soccer questions and other sports as well. So make sure you check out lockbetting.com for that. That is actually a free show for members. So you only need to be on a $3 tier in order to listen to that or at least be signed up to the Patreon page at some point. So just if you've got an email address registered, you'll still get that show. It's well worth listening to in order to listen to how soccer betting works. So for the purpose of being able to have this discussion, I've turned a play that I liked at under 2.5 to under two and three quarters. And there's other plays that I like better. But I do think this is going to be a pretty boring game to give you some more reasoning behind it as well. It's not just been thrown out completely at random. Watford returned from the lockdown period and they played at home to Leicester. It was a dire, dire game. And all of a sudden in injury time, we got two goals, a goal from Ben Chilwell, which was immediately cancelled out by a 93rd minute equaliser from Watford. I can't remember who got that goal. It was Dawson, just looked it up and it was Dawson that got the equaliser after 93 minutes. Watford didn't look like scoring during the rest of that time. They then travelled to Burnley and they lost a terrible game 1-0. They then played at home to Southampton where they were favourites. We took Southampton as an underdog and Southampton ended up winning that game 3-1. They won that game easily. And then Watford travelled to Chelsea and lost 3-0. So since coming out of the lockdown period, Watford have only scored two goals in four games and have only got one point from those games, losing the last two, 3-1 and 3-0. Yet they are favourites here against Norwich, and I do expect them to win against Norwich because Norwich have looked worse than anyone. They've managed to come out of the lockdown period looking worse than they even looked during the regular season. Other than that quarterfinal against Manchester United, Norwich have been poor. They haven't scored a single goal since the season returned. Lost 3-0 at home to Southampton. Lost 1-0 at home to Everton. Lost 4-0 at Arsenal and then the 1-0 home defeat at the weekend in that awful game against Brighton. So these two teams have produced two goals collectively, both for Watford during the lockdown period. So I do lean towards Watford to win this game, but I definitely lean towards the under. As for a parlay, you can take Watford in that as well. You can take Watford to win and Manchester United to win against Aston Villa on Thursday. As I've just stated, Norwich are far and away the worst team in the Premier League. Watford have got massive problems if they don't beat them. Aston Villa, I don't think, have a chance against a high-flying Man United team. But even though it will open up a four-point gap between Villa and Watford, I've made it very clear that I don't think that the relegation race will be over based on those results coming out of match day 34. As for the dog, there isn't an outright dog that I like on this week's slate. It's difficult for me to pick anyone to get an underdog win because I didn't pick any as we were running through the games. And I could take a draw here, but I'm not going to because I found something at a nice big underdog price. Arsenal to win and under three and a half goals in this game against Leicester is available at 23 to 10. So getting over plus 200 here. I like that one. I don't see a lot of goals in this game. I think these two teams will neutralize each other. I think Arsenal's back three neutralized Jamie Vardy, as I said. Arsenal haven't been high scoring. Leicester certainly haven't been high scoring, despite the fact they scored three goals against Crystal Palace, but Arsenal are not Crystal Palace. Arsenal always beat Leicester at the Emirates. If you have a look back, you'll see that record. I think expect Arsenal to win here again and do all of the sides 
who are chasing Leicester a favour. That includes Wolves, Chelsea and Man United. And Arsenal will do themselves a favour as well because they do have very, very faint hopes of getting into this Champions League race, but they will need Chelsea and Man United to drop a lot of points. And that isn't happening because Chelsea and Man United are in great form and their run-ins are very, very easy. But Arsenal, of course, still need to chase Europa League football. And I think they can get this win against Leicester here at the Emirates. So I like Arsenal and under 3.5 goals in this one as Leicester drop more points this match day during match day 34. So that closes out match day 34. You've had your lock dog parlay. You've had an education on the Asian markets, Asian goal lines, and we'll try and do Asian handicaps later on down the line. Of course, you can follow me at SGP EPL, where I do need your likes, comments, and retweets. I don't want to hammer at home, so I already did this at the start of the show. As I said, the more you interact, the more you get behind the show, the more reviews you do. That's why I've been pushing this stuff lately, because there is a chance that we could get ourselves a soccer feed, which will mean more podcasts, which will mean more leagues covered. You'll get Champions League, you'll get international football, you'll get the EPL, and you will get Bundesliga. If that's the European League you want, if you want Bundesliga over the league and Serie A, then push for it, and we can get it here on the SGP. We can get ourselves a soccer feed. If you guys love soccer and you want more soccer and you're enjoying winning this free money, just interact. Just show your appreciation for the show. You can get my article over at Sports Gambling Podcast where I predict all the score lines from the EPL games and I've been doing very, very well with those lately. If I don't get the exact scores right, so I've been doing very, very well getting the winners. I think seven out of 10 is the worst week that I've had so far. And of course, all roads lead to my website, lockbetting.com, where you can get all of my premium plays just coming off a month where we made over three grand. We did over three grand during the COVID period as well. It's free money over there. You can just go and look at the PL for free. The PL is pinned at the moment. June's PL will tell you how we do things over there. Or you could just start off small by subscribing to the European show. That just costs you $10 a month. We heard the European European show on here it was tagged on to one of the Bundesliga shows it went seven and one a great advertisement for the European show so if that doesn't sell it to you I don't know what will seven and one doesn't sell it to you I don't know what will that's that seven and one only missed out by one goal as well as one goal away from being an eight and oh so that's a great advertisement for the European show. It's $10 a month, works out to $2.50 per show. It is the crown jewel of lockbetting.com. Anyway, that's it from me and this edition of the EPL show. I'll be back for the weekend for Match Day 35. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening, guys. Come <laughs> on.